something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse... I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Hello, hello. Hey. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing oh, good. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about this guest today. I feel like this is years in the I making. Know, it is. My apologies. Um, I did uh, PRP microneedling and I cannot use any makeup and my face is red and peeling. So sorry. Burned. Burned. You so look burned. my apologies. Anyways, that's I'm try- great for sex therapy, by the way. I'm, I'm just trying. That's what we're going to talk about I'm today. I'm trying to avoid Botox and all kinds of things that you don't want me to do. So that's what I have to do. The, the, the vam- vampire, vampire facial. Anyways, do you know that July 30th is National Orgasm Day? I had no idea. We're going to talk about sex today. I think guys. guys just want every day to be Orgasm Day. Really? That's how guys think. That's too much. <laughs> Anyways, we have our fantastic uh, guest. She is an intimacy expert and CEO of Bloomy. I'm going to talk about Bloomy very soon. Her name is Rebecca Alvarez. I'm sure you have hundreds of questions for her because you're a very sexual being. Anyways, Rebecca is one of the most influential intimacy experts in the nation. She is a Berkeley graduate. She was on Forbes Next 1000 Well Plus Good Change Maker 
and is one of the few Latinas to raise several millions in venture capital. She's also the CEO and co-founder of Bloomy. And do you know what's Bloomy? No, I mean, I understand what it is now that I've done some some background on Rebecca, but I'm excited to chat with her. Yes, yes, yes. Hi, Rebecca. Oh my gosh. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk with both of you. Oh my goodness. Thank we you. We feel the same. I feel like this is, I was just joking with my wife. I said, I feel like this is years of our podcast in the making because we've talked so much about sex and intimacy <laughs> on this podcast. And here we are with an expert. And here we are. Just go ahead. Rienda suelta. <laughs> <laughs> Where to start? <laughs> we have a lot of um, great questions here that our producers put together. So let's just tackle them. Well, one Rebecca. of them, let's let me just lead in a little bit, um, Rebecca, with how does, how do you come across a field like this? Like at what point in your life did you say, okay, um, I'm going to be an expert in intimacy uh, and, and a sexologist, so to speak, right? What, what, what point did that happen? Yeah, it's definitely not one of the careers you grow up in, especially a Latino household saying, you know, I'm going to become a sexologist, right? No, I can't imagine in high school, you're like, hey, mom, dad, I know what I'm going to go study when I go to college. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely not. But it, what I say is usually like, for me, there were so many um, things that were pointing me in this direction, like all my life. So growing up Latina, not getting sex education and getting actually abstinence only education mm. in the Bay Area, which is some people get really surprised by that. I was very um, drawn to the body, like in understanding our body, but also felt like people were hiding stuff. So I was a very curious kid. And that's how it started. And then, like, you know, my experiences in college and like things that I um, found inspirational on college campuses were always centered around sex education. And so once I started to really understand the power of like understanding your body and having a really good routine and intimate life, I was like, wait a minute, why are we not talking about this? Mm -hmm. it, it was a question I circled around for years and I decided to dive deep in the space for a lot of personal reasons. It was personally very healing for me. I found it to transform the way that I encountered my relationships, my sexual relationships. And and I wanted to get that out into the world. So I have a master's, but it's been a process of like all my life. But let I me ask you something real fast. I'm, I'm, I'm part of my, my ignorance. Just so you study what biology is it like a pre-med type of thing? Like, like to become a sexologist, what is the trajectory in education wise? Yes. So to become a sexologist, you have a higher degree in human sexuality. Got it. And what I did as undergrad is I actually helped UC Berkeley make the first sexual wellness major. Oh, they had amazing coursework. They're great with pre-med. I took, I actually thought I wanted to go into medicine. I thought I wanted to do OBGYN and sexual medicine. Mm -hmm. But then what I found is, you know what, I'm not getting to talk to the masses. I'm not getting to like the education side. It was just like very like dysfunction oriented. Yeah. Like, problem here's the medicine or there's no medicine and people might just assume you're you know it's like sex 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 i'm I, there's so much more to more to this uh field of study than just that but i know one thing um that just jumps in my mind right away and i'm sure a lot of people would wonder for someone to be passionate about this field does that mean you yourself are like an incredibly sexual human being or i'm sure that's like the like the blanket obvious question that people want to know because we've had that with life coaches or people that come on, psychologists, and you're like, 
well, what's your life coaching like? Or what's your personal journey like? And obviously not everybody's perfect in the field in which they study, but you're passionate about something because you can make a difference. So is that your case? Is that what drove you to it? Where you're like, I'm just such a sexual person. This is the field I want to go down. It's a weird question. I don't think so. I think it's like, I think, (laughs) does that make sense what I'm saying? Like some people need help in the area and they're seeking it. And some people are just like, I love this world because that's who I am and I can educate more on it. It's actually such a good question. Thank you know why? Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, because she's giving me daggers. I'm like, because, because I think a lot of people want to ask me that, but they don't. Oh, a wow. lot of people are really drawn to like, what's your personal sex like life like, right? Like they want to know if I have all this information. Like, am I like, you know, am I into kink? Am I into open relationships? Am I doing all the alternative <laughs> That was things? my next question. Rebecca. No, I'm no. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like, for me, the reason I was drawn to the category is because it transformed my relationships, my sexual relationships, my own mind body connection. And when I saw the power of what it did for me and how fulfilling that was, I wanted other people to experience that. So it wasn't like, you know, I had a super high sex drive on actually, to be honest, it was the opposite for a while in college. I went through a bad sexual experience. I was sexually assaulted I navigated, you know, young years of you're trying to explore your your identity, your sexuality, your preferences. So I navigated many things at the same time, lots of therapy, lots of education. And then what ended up happening is when I came on the other side of that, I was like, wait, a lot of this information isn't just helpful if you've had a trauma, right? This is helpful for just like a relationship, mm-hmm. a healthy relationship and like we all want great sex lives, right? Whether we're sexually active in the moment or we're not. So I was drawn to that. I was drawn to like, how do I give people all the information and let them pick and choose the things that make them really happy? Because sexuality is so, um, it's beautiful in that like everyone wants something different. It's very fluid. There's a spectrum for everything. No one is 100% anything in this category. So I was drawn to that and I wanted to get this information out there. But I will tell you, yes, I have a great sex life because I know how to navigate it. And I think I have an incredible partner that's been very open. And so I've tried many things. And I think that's the spirit that I want other people to be drawn to. Absolutely. I think what's important about that is what you said is that it was something that you learned to get better and develop in. And that's why I think it's super it's super important for listeners to understand that you don't have to just be great in something. Everybody's like, well, I can't relate to you because I don't deal with those issues. But you're on the other hand saying, I've dealt with those issues. I had to learn this for myself and build it up. That's why it's so powerful. So give me an example of, okay, so you're, because your upbringing, you were very closed to sex, you know, because, you know, even for me as a Puerto Rican, I grew up with a mom that was very, we never talked about sex. It was absolutely taboo. You know, and it made it except made for me, with your brothers, you always say uh, they didn't talk no, about it. No, my but mom it was not didn't. For, it was but forgiven. With, for my brothers, I have three brothers. I'm the youngest one, the only girl. It was celebrated. They can do whatever they want. The more, the more women, the more sex, the more macho. The more you celebrate it. With me, it was like, don't you dare, you know, like that that kind of thing. So, give me an example of what the first thing that once you started um, starting the subject and practicing what you you're preaching. What was the first aha moment for you that you went from like. This was a no-no, and now, oh my God, this I just opened up that incredible door. Oh gosh, the, the the first one by far that came to mind as like a big change was masturbating. Really? So you know, when you're growing up and you're so I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. right? 
And religiously, a lot of us have these um, messages that we're taught that you should not touch your body or you should only have sex during certain times or really only maybe after marriage. Like there's messages, right? And so for me, like the way that I grew up viewing sex was it was something kind of shameful and secretive. Um, and I didn't really understand why. So the unlock for me was once I learned not just the health benefits of masturbating, because I have to tell you, there's thousands of them. But when I really started to see like my confidence change and the way that I felt grounded and the way that like it just changed my health, my, my mental health, I was like, wait a minute, how can something that's, you know, data and medicine is showing is so good for the body. How does that not align at all with a lot of the messages that I received? And what I realized is like, you do have to unlearn a lot of what you grew up with because it is centered around shame and sex can be really beautiful. It's really powerful. So that's why there's like this ugly world and a beautiful world. But overall, like if you can just have a really, really, really good and rich mind body connection and you enjoy that touch because the body can't tell if you're if the body cannot differentiate your own touch with a partner touching you so like skin to skin and like all of those health benefits we like give that to ourselves what are the health benefits of <clears throat> masturbating oh my gosh okay the, the one the ones that people most commonly know are you know you can sleep better Um, you feel happier and overall, like they think, you know, it's good for me, but I'll tell you like specifically what people should know is it's not just, you can sleep better. You can fall asleep faster and stay asleep and have better, deeper sleep. If you're having an orgasm before going to bed, for example, and then the benefits of just having them consistently, if you consistently can, it's not even just the orgasm, but it's like the touch and the the consistent time dedicated to your body if you can consistently have that you have a you will reduce depressive symptoms you will elevate your mood your desire like your own libido slowly goes up anyway and so it you start to crave more of it you start to want more intimacy more skin to skin And then what does it do for the relationships, right? Like, also, if, I'm sorry to cut you off. If you just add reduces fine lines and wrinkles and lose weight, she's in, <laughs> this is like, Rosalind sold. I'm going to masturbate every she's single like, day. Wow, I can sleep better. My wrinkles go away. No. I, might, I lose weight. No, you're <laughs> silly. Kidding. No, go ahead. Can I, carry can on. I, no, yeah, carry on. Sorry. I have two, two more questions. She said, what it does There's for the lot. relationship. Shoot. So why does it do? The relationships, I mean, when you're really uh, well connected with a sexual partner and that's like a sacred time for you guys that you get to explore, you get to like have a, a menu of things that you both learn from each other and you can tap into those. It's like, it's very magical. We started talking about this incident, drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, 
and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host. Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. 
So masturbating every single day is good for you. It's the, it doesn't cause any problems to your organs, or is it not? not organs? No, you know what? You know why I'm asking that? <laughs> no. Maybe you think. Why no. Did you ever hear you like a pancreatic no, issues? No, from- like my like your pelvic area. Because I don't know if it is my own delusion or because of this guilt that I have around sex because of my upbringing. To me, sometimes I'm doing better because I had a partial hysterectomy, right? So now my endo is under control and I, I my sex life has changed dramatically. But a lot of times I even tell Eric, I don't want to, you can have an orgasm. I don't want to have an orgasm because I feel like it gives me pelvic pain after. Oh, okay. So then here's the thing. There's a whole world of if you're having an orgasm and there there is a world where you have discomfort or pain, you know, like vaginismus, like all these are really real things that you should be working to like pinpoint what it is so that then you can figure out how to reduce that. Okay. It could be so many things. And this is where I feel like some clinicians are great at it, right? If they focus on like holistic medicine and women's health and Mm -hmm. like all these things, right? But overall, like it's not bad for you. If you are having pain, it's something, it's a good sign that you should look into it. But like, let's just say a general perspective, the vagina that is actually contracting during an orgasm, it's a muscle. So the same way when we exercise a few times a week, those muscles stay healthy and active and strong. That's the same for the vagina. You can actually do pelvic floor exercises to strengthen it. And orgasms can feel better when you're doing that. So it doesn't have to be every day, but what I like to say is like consistently what feels good for you. So maybe it's like twice a week or three times a week. Mm. People are are actually really surprised to learn that the average couple is not having sex multiple times a day or even every day. The average frequency of sex, just to give you the number, is two and a half times per month. So it's it's not something that I think we, we have this idea of what we're supposed to sound like, how often we're supposed to be having sex, like all of these things, but it's actually like more like calmer than that. You know, it's not as like frequent as people may think. Hey, if you want to have sex multiple times a day though, like there is nothing wrong with that. It's just from a masturbation perspective, I think a couple times a week is great. Okay. So you know that I have never, which is so interesting. Like this whole idea of masturbating, right? There's, I don't know why, to me, it's like, listen, it, fe- it feels phenomenal, but there's kind of like a dirty component. I have never owned a vibrator in my entire life. Is that too much oh. information? No. Oh my goodness. Can yeah. I be, be gifting your first set of vibrators, please? <laughs> please. Like, I feel oh like gosh. I'm doing something like, it's, isn't it weird? Well, I think that comes up again. With Am I upbringing. crazy? No, because I think it's societal upbringing. It's, it's, there's so many factors that come into, as she said, sex education at, ages to where it's not yeah. taboo you're not you remember this device years ago i have a good friend of mine she's a dentist and then she opened this wellness center so, because she's fascinated by this whole thing and she had this gynecologist um like twice a day the gynecologist will just deal with people and you know i have some clients and she was selling this you might know what it is it's like it's this device but it's not from you can use it for masturbation but you use it because it has like a red light and then you put it in and it, it does something for and because i suffer from endo Suppose it was to be, a, it was a magical device for that was going to help me with my pelvic pain and da da da. But one of the functions was because it had some movement, some vib- some vibration, so you could use it as that. So I remember it was a lot of money, so I bought it. Of course, I used it maybe twice because it's it's a lot of, 
you have to be super disciplined, you know, and I was so frustrated you with this whole thing. You were choosing it for therapeutic reasons, was, but also yes. the taboo side of it was like, this is just weird. But it's funny because I was like, listen, I've, I'm never going to continue using it as a, as for my pelvic pain. I'd rather just do a hysterectomy, but I'm not going to get rid of it because it's supposed to be a vibrator, right? I have never used it. <laughs> not surprised. I, so, uh, so many thoughts. I like, I'm actually really excited for you right now because I feel like something's going to change shift in your world now. Okay. So in, in, in couples, when one partner has not used a vibrator, when the other partner verbally supports it, like go for it. Like I want you to experience it or even shops with them. It actually reduces your taboo levels. It helps you. So just something to think about. Well, like, will you be comfortable knowing that I am going off by myself and you're not going involved? Off? I can't imagine you going off That I have in this, general. like, this madly be... in love with my device and I don't need you. Will I'm you be comfortable? Not really worried about it. <laughs> not, not but worried see, about that's it. the thing. I, I want to in a lot of heterosexual relationships, this comes up all the time, you know, like, um, especially the man not, not liking the idea of a vibrator. But what I like to say is this is not a replacement. It's like to enhance. So the more that, she learns about the type of touch sensation power level whatever that she likes and has these experiences the more she's going to be craving sex in general so it is going to help with libido and desire but um with the with the product that you mentioned i forgot what it's called i do know what you're talking mm -hmm. about i actually know the founder but um a lot of people do not like vibration internally so if you if you look at like kind of like our anatomy Vibration feels really great on the outside. Okay. And then like right at the entrance, like vaginally, but not deeper. Okay. Usually people don't like vibration internally. It feels kind of like, like a little irritating mm. for, for a lot of people, like 80% of people don't like internal vibration. So using it on the outside and having like a couple clitoral orgasms. Um, and we do have a toy that is actually designed for people like me and you, where one side vibrates, one side does not. And one side is focused on the G spot and like good internal. And then one is more simple. Um, so that's like a fun way to explore too. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation <laughs> yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. 
I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to talk about all about Bloomy, but before we go to Bloomy, to give you an example, like, like I remember growing up, my our daughter is our daughter is eleven years old, right? So we don't. I have no idea if she's she knows. If she's discovering her body, if she's feeling any kind of sensations, I have no idea. But I remember as a young girl, maybe her age, that I would be like rubbing, like I would be in bed, right? With my mom. Like my mom is doing something. I'm, I'm just, my mom is reading and I'm in bed. And I, rem- I have these memories of me like rubbing and feeling something. And my mom will, me pellizcaba. How do you call when you say this? Pinch you. She will pinch me. <clears throat> And it, that happened for a long time. She would not say a word. And it was a very hurtful, like, ow, like I, it'll make me stop. So I yeah. learned what I'm doing is wrong because clearly it's bugging her to the point that she's hurting me. But she never, ever talked to me about it at all. So I always grew up with like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It feels good, but my mom doesn't like it. So I'm going to have to hide to do it and that kind of thing. 
Yes. Oh, your experience is so common, right? And a lot of times like the, our parents had even less information and less access to stuff. And so the message is just don't do it, mija. Just like eso no se hace. Exacto. Right? But but um, it's actually, what, even though it may feel hard for us as parents to promote like um, them exploring their body or pleasure in whatever way that looks like for them, it doesn't have to be embarrassing for them. Like we actually have this unique um, gift of being able to stop that generational shame. Um, and I, I see it happening. A lot of, a lot of people are starting to um, even teach up where like me, for example, I tell my mom, mom, try this product. Mom, this lube is great. Like, and it's kind of funny, <laughs> right? Like imagine you're talking to your mom about my that. My mom will die. Okay. But, but see, like, this is the thing. I feel like times are changing. So, you would be surprised like they may be more open to it now if if you're allowing them that space and giving them you're an adult and so they trust you know your your idea too so to go back to the part about children though i think it's always important to at all ages this could be one year old to try to not feel the shame and and transfer the shame so if you see like i'll just say a small child and it looks like they're touching themselves it's okay to say something like um, baby, we don't do that around other people. Yeah. You can do that uh, with privacy. You yeah. can figure out like the things that feel nice, but privacy, just you. And it's just kind of like a redirection. And if the child is like older, let's say now they're going into preteen even, I think it's actually healthy to talk to them about pleasure. Like, you know, let's just talk about what pleasure is. Pleasure can be you enjoy a hot chocolate. Pleasure can be like, you enjoyed um, a workout. Pleasure can also be like you start to explore your body and there's going to be parts of your body that feel really good to touch. But just keep in mind that's for you to discover and it's a private thing for you. You can ask me questions. You can like, you know, share it with me. But like it's not for some, it's not something you do in the outside public space. Yeah, that's, that's always okay. been my understanding is that if you see that more of a redirection of saying, no, it's okay to do that, but not in public. You yes, go take exactly you, know, you go you to said. your own you go to your room you have your own space and that's up for you um to to do by yourself but not and, to be like no no and shame oh my god they're so curious I, I like it's hard for us as par a lot of us even for me like sometimes like i have to like remind myself that like they grow so fast yeah they're at a different phase now and yes i've, I've heard like teach them the right anatomical part and that'll be super helpful yes but like at ages like one through 10, it's not even about sex. It's just body information and yeah. like understanding that. And then it goes into like starting to talk about healthy relationships. Um, what is sex? A lot of times kids think they know what sex is and they actually don't. So meeting them where they're at is always really helpful as parents. Before we talk about Bloomy, one last question. Cause I thought this was a good question. Um, the producers brought up and if you can, you know, however you want to sum this up, but how do you suggest that couples get in the mood and are more, uh, and more importantly, they stay in the mood? I just want to hear your advice. Like, yes, I I love this. I so I did a deep dive into desire. That was that's like my specialty, like getting in the mood. The thing about it is, I feel like couples, especially long term couples, um, they will sort of like overthink how to get the spark back and how to keep it. And if you just think back to dating what we do during dating is fun for us. So 
novelty, things that are new, new experiences together and having time where you just have fun as a couple. It's so, so important. And I think with the routine, especially if you have family responsibilities, it's hard to have not just date night because date night is great. You know, you can get ready and do something or take out and stay in. But like, what do you do as a couple to have fun and be like attracted to each other? Some people really like working out together. Something about like, you know, the endorphins and like all of the things that you give, the pheromones you give off, people really love that. And that could be kind of like a consistent small turn on, but whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that you have uninterrupted quality time together to do something that you're both enjoying, that's a great way to keep that funness going in the relationship. And then in the actual moment, like a lot of times we're really tired or we're stressed and those things impact libido. So what I like to say is try to go into a date night rested, hydrate, <laughs> but try to go in rested. And then when you're having your actual like intimacy moment, there's so many beautiful things. You can do like an arousal oil, a good lube, you can bring in a toy and like, there's so many things to just make it more playful um, and just have that time consistently also. I think one thing I also learned from a, a TED talk that someone shared with us is I think, and I think you might, it was referenced by one of our producers as well, but it's skin to skin, I think is super important in foreplay. Like not just jumping into the act because it's a job and you got to get it done because you're married and you have kids and you're stressed out. And it's like, if we don't have sex tonight, then we failed. Like, it's not just about that. It's about having skin to skin, whatever it is you're doing. Like if you're watching TV, whatever, just skin to skin contact and letting the moment build naturally. A hundred percent. And with skin to skin, the one thing I will say is, um, it's nice when the pressure comes off and you um, can go to bed at the same time. A lot of couples that have the highest levels of sexual satisfaction go to bed at the same time. So if you can try to do that and with less clothes. So sometimes people still have little ones that can walk in, try to make, you know, try to create se like a separation when you can. And if you can go to bed with just like a comfortable like tank top or like no clothes at all is even great. So that you get used to each other's like, like comfort every evening, every night, that feels really nice as well. And you would be surprised how many times it builds into sex. It doesn't right. always have to, but it can. Yeah, I'm laughing because we're going to have to make a lot of changes. Number one, he likes sleeping, <laughs> sleeping naked. I like to be fully closed. We have these mattresses that they're separate mattresses because we have back issues. So we like to like, you know, that they, they adjust. So we have a line in the middle and then we put like the, I call it the, the, the wall the world of China because we put like this division of pillows. <laughs> you mean at bedtime because she stays up later than me. So she's like working on her computer or she's on her phone and I'm just like, I'm so going to bed. So we are screwed. But that's, a, that's like going to bedtime. But what she's talking about is like just when you're going into bed and you know I the time, know, I know. It's, it's, it's easy to set okay, up. Okay, how do you explain that 60% of women fake orgasms? How is that even possible? Because I'm, th I'm thinking, listen, my orgasms, you know, the muscle, like you mentioned before, it contracts. So I think a guy will know yeah, but you can do, if do you're that. faking an orgasm. You can do a pelvic floor, you can just squeeze that to fake it. Oh, I guess so. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm que bruta, soy una bruta, soy una tonta. You're right. They can just do, go like that. <laughs> no, okay. I've, I've heard this stat. So here's what I know about it. Um, the majority of cis women, women, we have faked an orgasm at some point in our life, but the majority of women, especially as we age, we stop faking. And I think this happens when we have a real orgasm, because sometimes when you're young, you're like, you know, in your twenties or whatever, you, you think you have an orgasm or maybe you're not sure, 
But like once you really know, then you there's no need to fake. And to be honest, like if you're in a fulfilling, healthy relationship, your partner wants you to be fulfilled. Your partner wants to make sure like you're actually good, right? So even if you're, you know, 10 years in of marriage, this, you can always start over with things. You can always say like, look, I've been experiencing sex in this way. I'm really curious to try to do it this way. Or I want to show you how I like to orgasm when I touch myself. Like, can we learn together? Let's like explore this together. And I've, you know, coached couples through like stopping the faking. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times people are just like making sounds they think their partner wants to hear or making moves that they think look sexy. But when you can get out of your head and it's just whatever feels good, it's another level. So tell us about Bloomy. Bloomy is, I feel like one of my children. (laughs) (laughs) Bloomy is an intimacy company. We say we're a sexologist led intimacy company. And it's a mix of really beautiful, healthy plant-based products mixed with tons of education. So it is a company that I think the world needs that's why I created it. Um, I started the company almost five years ago as a solution to my clients for my clients. So instead of giving them like 10, 15 different links to my recommended products based on our sessions, I just built this collection of products that I really loved. And then over time started making our own. So the first product we launched was Bloomy Arousal Oil that a lot of people love and know. And that product inspired like a shift in the company. So that's when we Uh, raised venture capital, uh, created a full line, launched in retail. And today we have 12 products. Um, We're launching a couple this summer. All of them are very intentionally made. They're for intimate skin or intimacy. It's not for just men or women. It's for anybody. The toys are designed in a way to help you explore. And I, I keep people that have maybe not the greatest experiences in mind when we make these, um, like the double-sided one I mentioned. And then the liquids, they're, you know, like the lubes are organic, plant-based, and we make it really easy to use them. That was one thing that I learned as a sexologist. I feel like some products are overly complicated or the toys had way too many settings. And if you're the kind of person you find the setting you liked and then you accidentally like rotate to the next one, you have to rotate through like 15 settings again. That was so annoying to me. So we make it easy. Um, one of each thing, like one water-based lube, one oil-based lube, one external toy, one internal toy. Um, and the the toys, they have like three settings, three power settings, and that's it. It's simple to use. And so that's that's what it is. It's a collection um, of products, but it's with made with a lot of intention. And people can buy Target nationwide. Nationwide. We're in 1,500 Target stores. Oh my that's goodness, great. that's fantastic. Congrats to you. Also a website, is that as well? Yep. So people can find us at thebloomy.com. And then with Target, we're still learning. We're still new to Target. But if you check the app, sometimes you find one product at your local Target store. Sometimes you find the four products. Great. Okay. Congrats to you on all the success. This is really wonderful. You're you're doing things great for yourself, building a company and also helping many people out. It's, it's really wonderful. It's much needed. Thank you so much. And remember, guys, National Orgasm Day, July 30th. Bloomy's mission is to make you enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on with us. Thank you. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Bye-bye. Take care. Wow, wow, wow. Fascinating. Fascinating. I could have 
talk for like two more yeah, hours. Could, I had you, so many questions. For easily her. do another another uh, podcast with her because there's just so much to, to talk about, discover, and also for, for people. I think people will find this very interesting. And I so. love the idea that she listened. She is following her passion. She made a business out of it. She's yeah. helping people along the way. Built a company. It's a complete amazing. rock star. So thank you so much, Rebecca. Oh my goodness. So let's. Uh, bye bye. I'm gonna go masturbate. Can't, <laughs> wow. Can't wait for the care package. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at isedelladijo or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said Ella Dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.